You're listening to Leveling Up, where we'll show you how to win at the game of life and business. It's time to power up your skills through life gamification with your host, Eric Sue. It's not about how to do things. It's all about who can do things. When I talk to my buddies that are doing eight figures, nine figures a year in their business, I remember we're all doing around seven figures or so. We would often go to these masterminds. We shared tactics. We learned about marketing and strategies. And what we all realized was that it's not about how to do things. It's about who you can hire. And so what I wanted to do in this video was I wanted to share a couple of philosophies that we have, and I'm going to share our hiring framework. Ultimately, I think it's going to help you grow a lot faster, but if anything, if you're going to remember anything, it's all about who and not about how. Maybe in the very beginning, it's all about doing a bunch of little things, figuring everything out on your own. So you're not going to lose your shirt when you hire people, but eventually you will get to the level where you will need to figure out how to have a great recruiting process. And this process that we have is a culmination of experience and also molding of many frameworks, books, tactics, strategies that I've collected over the years. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to share my screen over here. So I'm not going to read through all of this, but it's really important when we're talking to people, we need to be running through a couple things. So one thing is assessments. When you are interviewing someone, you want to be running them through assessments. And what I mean by that is, for example, if someone is interviewing for a paid media role, we can just have them on a Zoom call and we can give them control of the mouse, open up one of our ad accounts and say, okay, have at it. What would you do to improve this? Just so we can understand how they think about things. And that's one part of the assessment. The other piece of the assessment is doing a written assessment, meaning that we'll send them anywhere from three to six thought out questions as they relate to the role itself. And we can then see how they write. We can then see how they think about things. That's really important because People that can't write well, they can't be succinct. If they can't be succinct, then how are they going to be when they interact with your customers? How are they going to be when they interact internally? It causes a lot more latency and it makes things a lot more difficult. So if they can't communicate well through the written word, it's probably not worth hiring them. The other piece is we run people through a personality test. So we have a personality test that was developed by Adam Grant and Ray Dalio. So Adam Grant is a well-known psychologist. And then you have Ray Dalio who founded one of the largest hedge funds in the world called Bridgewater. And this personality test takes about 15 to 20 minutes or so, but it gives us a good sense for who that person is in that moment. It's a snapshot of who that person is in the moment. And so if you want someone that is very creative, someone that's very practical, you can see how they are and you can see how this personality might mesh into what you're looking for. For example, if you're looking to hire a designer, you probably want them to be creative to an extent. You probably want them to be someone that is non-conforming. And so you can see that in here. You can ask them questions based on it. I'll give you an example here. Recently, we hired someone and the personality test was about 95% there. And the person looked great across the board. And it got to one trait where we were wondering, why is it that this person seemed to overstate their knowledge? And we dove into the personality test a little more and lo and behold, the person's modesty on a scale of 100 was 20%. So even though the person was really humble, their modesty was extremely low. And that was something that we had to learn to work around. Now, the other thing too is we operate off of the ideal team player framework. We are looking for people that are humble. We're looking for people that are hungry and we're looking for people that are smart. Now, Warren Buffett, 
those of you that are watching the video over here, you can see he's up here actually. So Warren Buffett, he talks about working with people that have high intelligence, high integrity, and high energy. And if they don't have integrity, it doesn't matter about the first two. Same kind of deal here. You're looking for someone that has humility and humility to me is just thinking of yourself less. Now, it's also really important that you establish your values. If you don't establish your values, if you stand for nothing, then people are going to walk all over you. One of our core values is being improvement obsessed. So it's not just keep leveling up. It's being improvement obsessed. We realized that we had to be much more intense with the wording that we chose because this is what we live. This is how we are. And if you don't like these values, if that doesn't jibe with you, then you probably shouldn't join the company. And so values are intended to repel as well as attract people. Your company's not going to be a fit for everyone. And you want to do a great job of being upfront about who you actually are. So being improvement obsessed, being open-minded, and then being a person that's ultimately honest and reliable. That kind of surrounds the element of having an unimpeachable character, which was popularized by my friends, Layla and Alex Ramosi. So those are our three core values. I recommend having three core values and sticking to those, but you can see there's values in there. There's assessments in there. There are written prompts in there. And the way you go about screening people, there are so many different elements to it that it's easy to forget about one of the steps. So it's really important that you have the steps layered on and you're constantly coming back to your process and adjusting it every 90 days or so. I'm making sure that everyone that's involved in the process has it completely locked down because what ends up happening, and this has happened to us, is process decay. Entropy starts to kick in and people will start to skip certain elements of the process. That ultimately means that you're shortchanging the process. You are shortchanging your ability to do good due diligence. And what ends up happening is you end up hiring someone and you discover that they're not a fit and they also discover that they don't like working here. And ultimately you lose a bunch of money and more importantly, you lose the time. And so it's really important that you are being very thorough about how you go about hiring. And so people like to say hire slow, fire fast. That's one element. And I agree with that for the most part, which actually brings me to the next point. If we actually go back to my screen over here, speed matters a lot. If you hire someone or if you find someone that is a hell yes, I'm only saying hell yes, because I can't use the F word. It has to be the F word. If it's an F yes, and you have the vibe check, they give you a good vibe in the first five to 10 minutes or so they've been there, done that. They're champions, they're gold medalists. These are people that you want to consider to move on very quickly. And like I said over here, like anything, there are exceptions to the adage of hire slow, fire fast. It's generally a good one, but sometimes you just find these superstars that you just know they're going to make a big impact. And the vast majority of the time I've been right about the hell yeses. Also, anytime I've had a hell yes, but I've had an inkling of, oh, but I'm a little not sure. It actually was a hell no. And so it's gotta be an absolute hell yes. And I remember we hired someone and literally we made the offer two days later and the person, instead of saying, thank you for the job offer, I will consider it or I have some questions. It was, have you heard of hire slow, fire fast? That was the response that we got. And that was a ginormous red flag and we should have pulled back on that, but we didn't pull back on it. And so we decided to move forward and that person, Unfortunately for us, ended up being a situation that didn't work out. The other thing too is being a little flexible with the process too. So we might say we have this process over here, but sometimes it's having exceptions. And what I want to show you here is the drift hiring philosophy around the seven day time frame. So the drift 
seven day time frame is you hear the name of a potential candidate and then you have all in one day you have a pre-meeting a full loop a post-meeting interview and then the candidate receives offer in writing at the end of it so they put here as a rule of thumb from the day we hear the name of a potential candidate we take no more than seven days to give that person an offer in writing if it takes longer than seven days to make a decision we have a problem the other thing that you don't want to skimp on either is on the reference checks it's really easy to skimp on the reference checks when you love the person and especially when you need to fill that need there's a desperate need oh my god we need to get more bodies in the seat so we can fulfill our client workload and what ends up happening is you start to cut corners if you're trying to put out your best possible product your best foot forward are you really going to cut corners by the way, before I continue, I'd highly recommend if you want to hang out with other superstars, you can click on the link below. If you could just go to levelingup.com slash founders, you can learn about the founders mastermind that I have that is for seven figure plus founders. And we do an event in Beverly Hills. We do an event in Miami. I have great speakers such as Alex and Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We've had Ali Abdal, Vanessa Lau, Patrick Campbell, and also my podcast co-host, Neil Patel. Again, you can go to levelingup.com slash founders to learn more. Continuing down this thread over here, I also want to bring up the concept of of would well, you always want to be recruiting as well if you're not constantly recruiting if you're not building a deep bench you're gonna be in trouble every single company it's all about people i don't care if you're a software company i don't care if you are d2c i don't care if you're an agency type of business people are everything and the sooner you realize that the better remember you don't want to hire only when there's pain because what ends up happening if there's only pain you are going to cut corners once you desperately need to make a hire you will make a hire out of desperation and what's ultimately is going to happen is your a players are going to have to pick up the slack for the b and c players that you ultimately will end up hiring because you cut corners the other thing i want to call out is extreme reference checking before you even do extreme reference checking i want to come back to the point on reference checking you want to make sure that you are not just checking the box when it comes to reference checking there's two things that you're looking for when you're reference checking one how's the general vibe what is the energy like when you're talking to the person you can detect it in the first five ten minutes or so you can tell if this person feels that this person is a hell yes this person is speaking glowingly of the candidate that you're talking to the vibe has to be amazing. And the second thing you're looking for is would they rehire the person? You're also trying to dig in more. It's okay, this person's so amazing. Why is this person so amazing? Tell me more, the five whys. What do they do exactly? Why? And by the way, when people give their references, usually they will give people the closest to them. So ultimately it's up to you to dig in and find out if it's just surface level answers that they're giving you. You can also do some backdoor reference checks if you want. Just you want to be careful about doing that because sometimes you can put their job in jeopardy. So that part, you just want to make sure that you're being careful there. Now, when it comes to extreme reference checking, what this means is for executive hires, you are looking for six references, two direct reports, two managers, and two peers. And then you're going really deep and I would highly recommend Googling David Scott extreme reference checking and you have his whole framework on how to do it. The other thing I wanna leave you with is the idea of a hiring cycle or a flywheel behind your business. So this is the flywheel for a single grain, this is the ad agency. And so our ultimate goal at the very top is to educate, like I'm doing right now. We wanna inspire and we wanna build our brand. And then we wanna attract people and customers, so people to join our team or customers. We want to deliver long-term superior performance. And then we want to reinvest the profits into R&D and people. And we want to continue to educate. And then this is a flywheel that kind of keeps us going. The other thing too is it's important to understand that recruiting is a team sport. Recruiting isn't just, oh, let's just let HR do it. Let's just let talent do it. No, if you're senior on the team, it's imperative that you get involved with the recruiting process. And so they know what it looks like and they know what it feels like. And they have a say in the process as well. And they're going to complain. They're going to want things to come a lot faster. They're going to say, oh, like, I have a lot 
of work to do. It's no, like the work to do is always making sure that we have the best people on the team. That's what ultimately matters. Onboarding is a whole nother subject. Good onboarding is going to lead to a good first impression, which will then lead to them giving you referrals as well. And so then once a person joins the team, you can ask for 10 other referrals that they might know of. They're happily give that to you if you do a good job of onboarding them within the first four weeks or so. So ultimately recruiting cannot be an afterthought. It's got to be front and center. It's always got to be top of mind. I've said this a lot. And what tends to happen is it falls on deaf ears. So if you're a leader in the company, your job is to repeat it to the point where it's annoying and you're constantly staying on top of it. And sometimes you might have to set the example too. Sometimes you have to be in there recruiting and that's what it takes. You have to always be recruiting. You have to be dedicating time to it. I remember DoorDash as a company, the founder talked to, I believe the first thousand people or so. And I remember there was a Navy officer that interviewed the first 10,000 people or something like that. And that just goes to show the importance of recruiting. And I would highly recommend that if you're a leader in the company, if you're the founder of the company, at least in the very beginning, you're maybe involved in the initial screening or right after initial screening instead of waiting till the end. Because one of my mistakes was waiting until the very end. And the problem with that is when you wait to the very end, you start to feel bad for all the sunk costs that were already put in. You feel bad for the people that have interviewed already, all the resources that you put in. And because of that, you feel more inclined to say yes. And that certainly happened. And that's come back to bite me every single time. That has never worked out for me. So this is what our recruiting philosophy looks like. Hopefully it was helpful to you. You may have completed this level, but many more bosses await. If you're looking to level up in marketing or business, just go to singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up to get access to our individual and team training programs. That's singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up.